everyone. Welcome to Should I Just Quit My Job, mini-sode edition. I'm your host, Maricela Herrera, and I've been a little behind with my recording and editing since the holidays. So I was gone for three weeks, which was a blessing because I got to see my family and hang out with them. But it also really did a number in whatever slight semblance of a routine I had finally built. I came back a little over a month ago. So yeah, it was more than a month ago. I came back and I still haven't been able to find myself back to a, a routine in all senses of the word, like from my eating habits to my exercise habits to my work habits. It's all been kind of all over the place. I'm learning that it's not good or bad. It just is. Which is a hard thing for me to learn because I tend to be a little judgmental about myself and everything I do. So therefore, I feel like not being in control is bad. But it just is. I'm trying to go with the flow and figure things out the best way possible. But this kind of messy reality has made it so that I haven't posted any new mini-sodes in a while. And I feel like I'm due for an update. So here it goes. Things I've been thinking about lately. Purpose, joy and bliss, fear, stuckness, grit, and a bunch of other things that I won't bore you with because nobody needs to hear my obsession with Louder Milk or any other shows that I'm currently binging. Anyway, when it comes to my career questions, these have continued to be kind of the same. It's like different flavors of the same core things. What the fuck am I doing with my life? What is it that I'm meant to do in this life? What am I so afraid of? In the last few months, I feel like I have gotten a little clarity around what I want. Um, I kind of allowed myself to dream really, 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 really big and imagine myself living the life that I wish I was living. And it's, 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 it's scary because what I'm dreaming, when I say I'm dreaming big, is I am. Like, I see what I would like my life to look like. But to get there, there are so many massive leaps that have to happen. And it scares the heck out of me to see myself wanting that and never getting to it. Look, I, I say I've allowed myself to dream big, but let's be honest, I haven't actually said it out loud. I really haven't told anyone anything close to the idea of what I would want, except one person. And that one person was Patrice Tanaka. And I told her because she offered to help me build my life purpose statement. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Joy, purpose, and bliss. So it's very much related to my conversation with Patrice from a few weeks ago. So if you remember that episode, Patrice is a former PR badass 
who, after starting three award-winning agencies, sold her business and started a consultancy to help people and businesses articulate and live their life purpose. Patrice's purpose, as she states it, and I'm going to say it exactly as she states it, is to choose joy in her life every day, to be mindful of that joy, and to share that joy with others. So that word right there, joy, is actually why I reached out to Patrice for the podcast interview. And it all started a few months ago. It actually started when I was back home in El Salvador. And someone sent me this movie called Finding Jeff. And I really, really highly recommend it. It's called Finding Joe. And it's a documentary about Joseph Campbell's teachings and about the concept of the hero's journey and about following your bliss. So in the documentary, several people like Rashida Jones, Deepak Chopra, Tony Hawk, and a bunch of others go through some of Joseph Campbell's work. They talk about how, you know, you can see the hero's journey, a very, very repeatable core concept within stories and films and myths alike. So like they use Star Wars as a very specific example of the hero's journey where, you know, someone, the hero is called to action to change his current reality and he ends up like slaying dragons. He found some a teacher that will help them. It's very specific. And you and once you know the the hero's journey, you see it repeated again and again and again. And funnily enough, even before watching this film and before knowing that this concept came from Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey is my favorite branding technique, actually. And I use it quite a lot. <laughs> um, but in this case, going back to it, what they talk about is how the biggest hero's journey, the one that we are facing again and again and again, is that of self-discovery. So Joseph Campbell believes that the dragons we're slaying as the heroes in our journey are really all of these preconceived notions and these societal notions. And the biggest one, the biggest dragon of all that holds us back is the ego. That is what is keeping us from finding the true treasure that is our own light or the divinity within us that that is sacred within ourselves and that meaning of life, which is really just to live it. The other concept, big, big concept in Joseph Campbell's teaching is the one that I'm actually very interested in right now, which is the idea of finding and following your bliss. That that makes you excited that you find yourself you know, while you're doing it, you, time is endless. You can just keep going and find yourself in that flow. That which, when you talk about, you get a twinkle in your eye. So Campbell says, if you follow your bliss, you put yourself on a track that has been there forever, just waiting for you. And it is your track. Each of us has one that is ours. It's not someone else's. And the life that you ought to be living is the one that you're actually living because you are following your bliss. So in this sense, it kind of feels like this idea of bliss is related to the idea of a sense of purpose, right? Which brings me full circle back to Patrice, you know? 
He's talking about bliss. She's talking about joy. Both of them are really talking about purpose. So I reached out to Patrice and said, you know, I want to talk about joy and purpose. I'm really curious and I, and you know, would love to have you on the show. And so after talking with her, she actually offered to help me with my life purpose statement. And since these days I'm nothing if not open to any sort of ideas to find my way, I went ahead and said yes. So Patrice sent me this questionnaire. It isn't long. It's just 11 questions. But holy crap are those questions intense. This thing goes from asking what your eight-year-old self most loved to do to what do people most appreciate about you, which fuck if I know, and what are your core values, which is a question that I know people ask a lot, but also it's one that is very, very hard to pin down. It asks about defining moments in your life, which just had me go down a deep rabbit hole. And here is the kicker of all the questions. Identify the one word, theme, or character trait that best captures your essence, who you are, and what you aspire to be. I even posted a TikTok about that one because I was like, what the fuck? How would I know? So it was really hard to answer these questions. So, 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 so hard. But I knew that if I was going to get anything out of this exercise, I needed to be real and honest and open. So I poured my heart out onto that questionnaire. I sat down and worked through it in bursts. I couldn't commit to getting through it all at once because it was honestly just too much, too deep, too personal. As I responded to the questions, I, I, I felt uncomfortable because my dear old friend, self-doubt, kept joining the party. I put my answers down and then I read it once when it was all done and before I sent it to Patrice. Once. I haven't touched it since. The only time I touched it was just right now when I wanted to remind myself of the exact wording of the questions. I did not read the answers again. Why am I feeling this aversion to this questionnaire? Like, really, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that. I think it's because it's deeply personal. Even for someone who kind of always says she shows herself as she is. And, and notice that I still haven't said what my biggest dream is. I still can't find myself saying it on this podcast. And God damn it, am I trying to follow my bliss. I really am. If I think of Joseph Campbell's way of finding your bliss, it's all about paying attention to the moments that make you flow. I can think of a few of these. I feel like that when I edit an episode, just time can fly by and I can get lost in just trying to make 
the composition of this story work? I feel that when I'm talking and interviewing someone, time just flies by. When I'm reading or doing research, I can get so immersed in a topic, it's easy for me to make a ton of excuses just to keep reading more. I find it when I'm scribbling my thoughts and feelings somewhere. I used to feel that state of flow when I would talk about ideas of things we could do at work to solve the problems we were facing. Specifically, when I talked to one or two people that I know would bring out the best in me. Or when I'm trying to connect emotionally with someone. I've been finding it harder, maybe because of the time that's passed, to find moments where I felt that way at work. And I'm sure, I th I'm sure there were many. I think I would feel that way when I was planning our summit, so coming up with topics that I wanted to explore and finding people who would be great speakers for those topics. I found it when I was doing our financials. It was just so mechanical and, and you know, kind of like solving a puzzle. It feels like I've lost touch with some of it. Which is scary. I've been doing some consulting, um, and I do feel that state of flow when I'm talking to someone about their business and trying to figure out how I can help them. Particularly if it is about talking to their customers and building that, funnily enough, hero's journey for a brand. So there's that way of finding your bliss. But let's go back to Patrice's questionnaire. I answered all of her questions without second, well, no, that's not true. I second guessed myself every step of the way, but without censoring a lot of what I would normally censor out. And I came up with a purpose statement. And I sent her the questionnaire with all of my answers, feeling just super vulnerable. And I waited for her to respond. And she did, with the nicest note, really, the nicest note. And she used my answers in my original pur purpose statement, the one I wrote, and she tweaked it to bring out some of the skills and things that I might have not seen before. And with Patrice, it's interesting because she's known me for a few years. She knows a lot about my work, but she knows, you know, that aspect of my life. She also knows a lot of people I work with. Patrice says I should memorize this purpose and use it as much as I can. Say it to people, share it with people, and use it to guide my my decisions and and it's very generous of her to have that she has also offered to talk to me about it and brainstorm ways with me where I can live my purpose every single day so this is what we came up with my purpose is to fearlessly share my lived experiences and the stories of others help people bring their ideas to life connect the dots to inspire new thinking and partnerships, 
and unleash more courage and empathy in the world. I'll be honest, the first time I read it, my eyes welled up. It's similar to what I had written. So my initial original statement was, my purpose in life is to share my lived experience, stories of others, thoughts and ideas, so that people feel less alone and to help bring more courage and empathy to the world. Patrice added a word there that I think is incredibly important. And a word that I have been writing a post about, so it was actually quite timely. It's fearless. I haven't felt fearless in a long time. A lot of people say I'm super courageous because I talk to this microphone and share so many things on this podcast, including things that maybe some people wouldn't share. That doesn't mean I've done it without fear. This author, her name's Maria Popova, she had a whole piece on um, finding her bliss and, you know, Joseph Campbell. And she says, I copied this because I thought it was really important and really relevant. The most uncomfortable but essential part of finding your bliss, Campbell argues, is the element of uncertainty. The willingness to, in the timeless words of Rilke, live the questions rather than reaching for the ready-made answers. And these are Joseph Campbell's words. The adventure is its own reward, but it's necessarily dangerous having both negative and positive possibilities, all of them beyond control. We are following our own way, not our daddy's or our mother's way. Life can dry up because you're not off on your own adventure. There's something inside you that knows when you're in the center, that knows when you're on the beam or off the beam. And if you get off the beam to earn money, you've lost your life. And if you stay in the center and don't get any money, you still have your bliss. I'm still practical. I need money. I mean, we all do. We need to eat and survive. And I live in fucking New York City. Like, come on. Of course I need money. <laughs> but I am trying to follow what Campbell says and believes is the most heroic of all acts, which is the courage to discover who you are and what you'd like to be. So there you have it. These are things I've been thinking of. I guess if you take anything from my rambling today, I would say try to find that thing that makes your heart sing. Grab it tightly and try to make it part of your life. It doesn't mean, I'm not, like Patrice said, I'm not advocating for everyone to quit their jobs. I mean, I did it, but <laughs> it's not for everyone. I'm also not saying that you have to work 
a day in and day out on your purpose and that everything you do has to be related to your bliss or your joy. What I'm saying is it is helpful to understand what that is. It is useful to find that which makes you happy and follow it down a path to ask yourself the questions, even if they're hard, about what makes you you, about what are your values about, what are the things that light you up. And you can do it through questionnaires like the one Patrice gave me, and there are many out there. Or you can do it through just noticing the small moments in your life. But look for those moments and look for those things and hold on to them. That's what I'm trying to do. And having a purpose statement that resonated with me, I think it's a good guiding light as I go on my path. And I know a purpose statement isn't forever. Some people like Patrice have that and it's worked for her for years and she's never had to change it. But I believe wholeheartedly that purpose can change because I don't think purpose is something that's bestowed to you. It's something you discover in your life. It's something you build and work on and it can change. I feel like mine has. And for now, I'll use this one as my guiding post into the future. Anyway, hope you all have a joyful week and find that thing that is your thing. Thank you for being here. And if you like the show, since you're here, it would be really helpful if you could leave a review. And even more helpful if you could tell your friends about it. Send them a link to an episode that you like. If you know someone that's going through a bit of life uncertainty, don't we all? <laughs> Share this podcast with It might help, and it certainly will help me. Thanks again, and see you next time.